Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the Rose and Shine podcast, featuring the Swedish sisters Josephine Roos and Victoria Roos-Solson. Based in Stockholm and New York, we share experiences from our international lives and careers. A warm welcome to the episode on female entrepreneurship. This time it's Victoria from Stockholm with my special guest Ulrika Hedlund from Dubai. A warm welcome Ulrika. Thank you so much. It's great to be on this podcast. Well, I'm so happy to have you here as Josephine is uh, in Malta enjoying a wedding. And this week I read this article on female entrepreneurship. And I just thought, okay, this is a great topic for us to discuss about. And then I thought about you uh, being a business owner, having started up your own organization, etc. So you're, to me, a female entrepreneur. You're a Swede, but working from Dubai since many years. So I'm really excited that we could do this episode together. And I'm really honored that I'm the first one you thought of when it comes to female entrepreneurs. So thank you so much again. Well, thank you, Ulrika. <laughs> so let me tell you what gave the inspiration to this podcast. And we're not going to go in at length at that. We're going to spend more time learning about you and, and finding out all the cool things that you've been doing. But I read this article based on a blog from Jana Bakunia. I don't know how to pronounce her name. And, and she was sharing, she's a female entrepreneur, but she's an investor and she invests in startups. And she actually her focus is to invest in female startups that's pretty cool right smart decision <laughs> yeah so the interesting thing in my opinion was not so much about her investing in female startups that's pretty cool but rather the fact that the reactions that she's getting from people around her when she's explaining that she's doing this you know what's the most common response that she gets when she's saying this no what <laughs> so How cool. So you are a philanthropist. You're doing this for charity. <laughs> I know. That's, that's crazy. I, that's offensive. <laughs> actually, yeah, kind of, right? And then I, I also read on about this article and it kind of gave the statistics that about, well, of all the capital, venture capital that goes into investing in startups, only 6% goes to female startups. And what about the results? Did they look at the results? Yeah. And actually, that's the thing. That's a cool thing because her response to these questions is not like, I mean, she's going like, no, I'm not for charity. The reason why I do female entrepreneurs is because I want to make money. And because men traditionally don't invest so much or others don't invest so much in female startups, I get the best. So I have a much better return than mm. other investors. 
pretty cool, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. It would be interesting to see, you know, more of the of the reporting on it because my gut feeling is, of course, that I would invest in female entrepreneurs. But of course, I'm certain that they have more data to base their uh, analysis and their decisions on. I'm sure they do. And actually, there's lots of research on it. But I don't want to go too much into that because I'm really curious uh, and I want to hear more about your story, Ulrika. So you have your own company. Why don't you start and just share from the beginning? Well, first of all, I have to say I've never, ever seen myself as an entrepreneur. I never thought I would, you know, become one myself. That's so I was funny. Working at, yeah, I was, you know, the typical, you know, good girl. I had good grades in school. Uh, I started working for Microsoft. I had a good job. I had a good career. And then I did an executive MBA Yeah. After I did my I did an electrical engineering degree at at, uh, the Royal Institute of Technology in Sweden. And then I did an MBA. And even when I started that MBA, I never thought I would leave Microsoft. It was just, you know, a way to advance in my career. I remember when you did that. We were both living in Dubai at that time. Exactly. Yes. But then some new inspiration came about. Right. Yeah. And I think it was it was a mix of. Seeing something that I lacked, uh-huh. um, I've always had like a technical background and I've, you know, always worked with technology and I love technology. Mm-hmm. But what I felt was that Microsoft was great at selling, you know, selling software and selling their licenses, but they were very poor at selling the value and expressing to people, you know, how they could really benefit from using their software effectively. And um, they, they just haven't been able to get their story out properly. Mm-hmm. And so I felt that when you talk to people and when you show them what you can really do, uh, you can save time and you can just be so much more productive. Um, but people learn from other people. So I really felt that, the, you know, it was there was a need for having a way to teach others by showing real life examples and showing scenarios of how you could use the, the technology. So really like a traditional way of coming up with innovation, really, that you're missing something. Yeah, but I really felt, you know how how you do today, whatever you want to do, if you want to, you know, assemble a a stroller or if you want to bake something or like even like fold a shirt, whatever you want to do, you just go to Google, you know, YouTube and you you find a video on how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. so, So I really felt that there was a need for, you know, professional short videos on how how to do things, but to do them, you know, you know, in, a, in an effective way. So that was the one side. But and then the other side was really also, I was a bit frustrated <laughs> with the, with a male manager. Yeah. And I had just finished my executive MBA and that I had invested a lot of money and time uh, while at the same time, you know, having a baby and, and you know, yeah. all that. So I came back to Microsoft, like filled with so much energy and, and I was happy to like start a new job. And um, like he wouldn't, you know, give me the level that this job was announced at. And I was like, well, you know, I got the job, so why won't you give me this level? And he said, no, but you've been on, you know, you've been on sabbatical. I'm like, oh, what are you talking about? So while you were actually doing the job on a certain level, you had the title and everything, but you didn't get the formal level, which yeah. for those of us having, you know, that's common in certain countries, like in the US and in Dubai and in larger corporations, but maybe not for everyone are familiar, but it means it's kind of a grading level that in that also means what kind of salary you get and everything. Yes, yeah. So 
Yeah. So, so of course, I was really, I was really upset, and I decided to know that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this. What was interesting, I'll just tell you as well, is that when I had my exit interview with an amazing HR director at Microsoft, and uh, I told her the story, and then she said, "Oh, that's interesting. There's no such," because he had said it was a policy within Microsoft, <gasps> and then she said, "There's no such policy." So, uh. so uh, that was quite interesting to hear. But I'm, I'm glad because Microsoft is a great company, so I don't want to put, you know, whatever he said as the you know for everyone but no, for me true. it made it you know huge impact on on doing this so maybe we can even thank him now afterwards yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i think that's that's how it is in life right yeah if you see something and you get so frustrated and you're so upset but it gets you to do something else and then when you look back you're like you know that was the best thing that could have happened because it's also hard to you know to quit a job and to give up you know a good salary and to just you know do something on your own but that's what they say the definition of motivation is really to have a motive for action mm. so whatever in whatever way actually so you can be motivated by lots of different things and he clearly motivated you to take that step yeah right and I think the third kind of driver was that I had a, a small baby and uh, I really wanted to I wanted to have it all like I love working I love what I do uh, so I wanted to continue doing that but I also wanted to be near our son. Mm-hmm. And in the job that I had gotten was, you know, it meant a lot of traveling and, and met a lot of, of long hours away. So, uh, you know, in hindsight, it was the best that I could have done, but it was not an easy decision uh, to to begin with. Yeah. So, um, and, and I mean, going back, what, what I did then, I started a company uh, and we started producing these short videos and uh, quite quickly, my original idea where I thought that, you know, I would, uh, you know, sell access to these videos online and I would build kind of my own video portfolio. I think, I mean, I didn't have the experience doing that at all. So how did um, you start with that? Just tell me, how, you know, the video. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I found, the, I googled some, you know, build a web page and I found an amazing company in, in, in Canada yeah. uh, that helped me build the site. And I, I don't know, I, I, I started like, you know, yeah. how, how you learn anything. It you feels very familiar with this. Yeah. <laughs> in the beginning, my husband was filming in the video. Yes. <laughs> Sounds very much like Rose and Shine at this phase, yeah. you know, working with the, this lovely Manish in India and setting up everything. And yeah, exciting. Okay. Yeah. And I had a virtual assistant uh, from India as well that helped me out with, you know, editing and stuff. And so um, what happened was that, and that's the other thing when, when you start a business, you, you think that you will focus on something, but then it kind of turns out into something completely different. So what happened was we, we quite quickly like signed Uh, deals with large companies to produce customized videos for them. Ah. So it became more of like a, a consulting company where we would go in and we would film employees and we would, you know, produce videos for them and help them really inspire people and, and help them become more productive. So, you know, we continued doing that and, and the team grew. And, and uh, what happened about a year ago was that we were doing the same thing over and over again. So, you know, we would go into one company and we would produce lots of films for them to help them, you know, transform into a modern digital workplace. Then we would go to the next company and we're like, wait, we're, we're doing the same thing over and over again, but, you know, kind of producing the same type of videos. We need to do this more, you know, be more effective. Uh-huh. So then we we kind of changed our whole production, or the way that we did our video production. So instead of, of filming things on site, we did them in a studio with a green screen and 
and we started to more generalize uh, the way we did our scripts. So that's what we're doing now. We're using uh, the, the videos that we do and we can, you know, use them over and over again. Basically, it, what happened also is that we made a packaged offering and that really took off. And so we're like, wait a minute, we really now have a different, you know, business concept and a new idea. And uh, in the beginning, it just started out as like a, an offering. Mm -hmm. uh, but then we created a whole new company uh, based on that idea. So we now have a new company called Storials, ah. which stands for Story-Based Tutorials. And this is a content subscription offering or company. So basically, we then provide organizations and, and customers with the option of having fully branded educational videos for their employees to transform and use Office 365 more effectively. So that's, you know, where all the focus is now and on that journey. Um, and it's extremely exciting. Don't you think that that happens? I hear a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners who are starting up organizations, they start with one idea. And even though maybe the original element there is there in some form, it, it actually kind of grows with the needs of the market and what you discover along the journey, right? Absolutely. And in the beginning, I was a bit, um, I didn't really know. I was like, you know, how much do we do we kill the other company and do we put all of our eggs now in the new company? And then after a while we said, but look, these companies are completely complementary. One does content and one does consultancy. So this works perfectly. Yeah. So now it's just a matter of having more time at our hands because so now we have so much to do. <laughs> yeah, time, the hunt for time, right? Yeah. How many years is it now since you opened your first business then? So I've been doing this now for eight years. It's amazing how quickly time goes by, right? Yes. And in those eight years, what is it that, I mean, what has been the most fun and exciting about owning your business and what has been the most challenging? What would you say? So I think the most fun is really to see how an idea can really come to life. Mm -hmm. And it's also to to see how you can start working with other people. So when I started out, like I said, I, at first I just did this on my own. Uh, and I was happy to have the flexibility of working, you know, when my, you know, work schedule permitted. But now, you know, working with other people yeah. uh, gives me such a boost. And I learn so much from others. Uh, so I think that's the most fun. And the pride in it. Now I see, you know, my kids, they're like, oh, we saw a story on YouTube and that's so great. And, and you know, to really give them that, you know, sense of, of job satisfaction that you're really happy about, you know, what you're doing. That's, so that's the, that's the best part. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the downside, and I guess this is, uh, you know, it comes with being an entrepreneur, you can never really take time off. I mm. mean, when, when you have an employment, you can say that, okay, well, I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to put an out of the office you yeah. know, for two weeks or <laughs> someone else can, can jump in or I'm going to go on maternity leave or whatever. But as an entrepreneur, really, it's with you no matter what. So um, it can be hard to, to let go and, and really, you know, um, yeah take a break yeah I, yeah definitely and and we talked about that about the previous episode work-life blend you know it's it's kind of a 
two sides to the story because one is just that flexibility and not having to ask anyone if you can go to the doctor with your child or anything and at the same time you will be working a lot but in a different way of course mm. I really love that episode that you had on work-life blend because it's <laughs> thank you no and it's it's really um it's the life that we live today we have technology with us at all times. We have our personal and our work email. Um, we have we have devices and information available everywhere. It's amazing because it enables us to work from anywhere and from any device, but it also requires a lot of discipline. Yeah. Uh, and I many times, you know, I'm out in the playground and I see, you know, I see parents and, and nannies with their children, but they're not actively yeah. you know with the children they're no. just sitting with their devices and so i feel so strongly about you know being present yeah. and really using technology uh, for the value and the benefits that it gets but also to be very aware of the downsides of it yeah definitely i think that's going to be one of the most important skills for the future for any whether you're employed or not you know to learn how to to work that actually but Ulrika, you you started this uh, at the same time as you just had Adam, right? And then now you have three children. Yes. So, and <laughs> you told me about I love that business idea, but I mean talk about work-life blend, right? Can't you just tell us a little bit about how you keep it all together and Absolutely. So now we have we have three children, a boy, eight, uh, and then a girl six years old and the little boy again who's three and my husband travels most of the time so two three weeks out of the month he's out traveling <laughs> so yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so we have a lot of help so that's the great thing of living in Dubai we have amazing help with you know with with the kids yeah. uh, but then also like practically um, I couldn't be too far I couldn't have the office too far away from our home so so my husband and I actually found a big a big apartment and so what we did we split the apartment and we have one part of it uh, the office yeah and then the other part is actually where we live there are separate doors uh-huh. so I can like leave you're like I'm going to work now and then I can go in through the other door and then you know and th- but the, the beauty with that is that I can um, like today uh, our oldest son is sick he has a fever and I feel so bad not being there but now I can go out so I had lunch with him and then I went out and I can you know I can pop back and forth forth and I can really be present um, even though and also since I told you I I work crazy hours but then I don't have to feel bad being stuck in the office or in the studio uh, because you know it's it's very it's very short just out the door and in the other door and and I'm home again so that's something that right now it's perfect I think maybe in a couple of years I don't want work to be so close to home but but uh, (laughs) right now with the kids being so small uh, it's just very very practical yeah I, I love that idea Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So, Ulrike, thank you so much for sharing all those great uh, insights and thoughts, how you're doing it. And I'm thinking, do you have like a list of things that these would be your best advices to other women maybe thinking that they're going to open up their own business? Absolutely. So first, I would like to say going back to, you know, myself, don't think that there are, you know, people that are born entrepreneurs and others are not. Anyone could do it. Even if you've never thought that you, you know, you would leave your job, anyone could do it. That's so Um, interesting because I Even I can really relate to that. I I mean, I'm coming from a very entrepreneurial family. Both my parents are entrepreneurs. But I always felt like, well, I'm not the entrepreneur of the family, right? But Mm. now I am in a way. And it's I'm really enjoying it. But exactly like you, I had that paradigm. I'm like a big company girl. Yes. Right? And I mean, when I met my, my husband, he was the entrepreneur. Like he had so many ideas and so many businesses. And I was like, okay, thank God, you know, I have a stable. <laughs> job. Uh, and now it's the other way around. And, yeah. and he has a corporate job. And, and he, I mean, he enjoys it, though I know he's a little bit envious of kind of the, <laughs> you know, the, the entrepreneurship. So that's my first tip. Don't, don't, you know, put yourself into one or the other category. Anyone, anyone could start a business. The other thing is, though, that you really need to find something that you're passionate about and that you love doing. Mm. Um, then I also have to say that, you know, you need to have confidence like a kid, Uh, and unfortunately, what do you mean by that? Confident like a kid. No. Yeah. <laughs> so just like an example, um, you brought it up in your um, last podcast about this like six year old who had watched a YouTube video yeah. on how to drive a car and drives to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. So children, they don't see the limits. They're just so, you know, confident. And my my son, he loves airplanes. So he watches all of these like security, like pilots, you know, YouTube videos. And so I try to tell him because he's not very fond of school. So I try to tell him like, you know, this is great. You know, you want to be a pilot. So then you have to go to school so that you can learn how to read and write and so that you can learn. He's like, I don't have to. I already know how to drive a plane. <laughs> oh, that's so I hope to God he will not, you know, sit in, you know, Emirates A3 and try to drive it. No. But, <laughs> no. Um, but so how have you applied that yeah, in well, your... So, so for example, if, if you have like I had a corporate job in a large organization. You have someone does that does marketing. You have someone that does sales. You have someone else. You have all these different roles. Uh, you know, you have someone that installs your, you know, your computer. When you're an entrepreneur, 
you need to do everything. I mean everything. You need to cook the coffee. You know, you need to, you know, install your computers. You need to do the edit. Like, you need to do everything. Yeah. And if you have a mindset that, like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to set up a website or I don't know how to do so. Then, I mean, then you're just limiting yourself. Yeah. So you really need to just say that, okay, I don't know how to do this yet. Um, but, you know, I can learn. Yeah. And I really remember something that my my colleague said. I had um, just when I joined Microsoft here in the Middle East, uh, I came from Sweden and I was very, you know, professional. I had a specialist role and I came down here and um, they told me that, oh, yeah, that's great. But in addition to being a specialist on these products, now we also need you to be an expert on these you know, additional products. <laughs> yeah. And I said, I'm like, but I can't. I mean, I've never done enterprise project management. I don't know project server and EPM. I don't know. And they're like, I just tell you one thing. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed is king. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And I, I keep that with me. I think that, and especially women, we feel that we have to be so good. We have to be better than anyone else, really, to say that we're, you know, an expert or that we're good at something. But, you know, I, I have that saying in the back of my head and I, you know, I pick it up once in a while. It's just, you don't have to be the best. You don't have to, you know, you just have to be a little bit better than the person next to you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> or a bit more interested even. But yeah. And yeah. you're absolutely right. I mean, that's a lot of research coming out with if there are any differences between men and women that in general men are a little bit more braver and they're like oh I don't know but let's find out hmm. while we're like no no before I say I know I need to be like the super expert yeah so I think that's great yeah have the confidence like a kid and go for it yeah and I really want to recommend um this is actually an ad and you can you'll find it on YouTube and it's really about you know children's confidence and also in being a girl mm -hmm. I, I believe it was always that did it and it's called like run like a girl oh yes, um, yes. yeah we saw it it's so good I yeah, love I it I definitely recommend everyone to see it. and especially if you have daughters like show that to your and also to your sons show it to your yeah. sons and daughters uh, maybe more importantly really... to your sons I don't yeah. know but yeah <laughs> Um, because it really is about, you know, being proud and being a girl and really standing up for, you know, what, what you can do. It, it's, it's really, it's really important. It's a really important one. All right. So that's your, that's your third yeah. best advice. Yeah. What else? Okay. And then it's, um, you need to be willing to compromise. Mm. And what I mean is that, you know, if you, if you're doing this thing, you really believe in it and you're working really hard. But it is hard to run a business and, mm. and it's not like you're going to have an amazing cash flow day one because as soon as you get some money, you're like, yeah, okay, this is great. But then you invest it back in the company. You hire more people, yeah. or you buy better equipment or you upgrade your website. And so you're always putting money back and the difficult thing becomes when you're like, okay, well, you know, do we go on a family holiday or do I buy new studio equipment? Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's always been that, well, we'll just put it into the business. Yeah. But then, of course, you have to compromise. You might not be able to, you know, go on those family holidays or vacations or you might have to downsize. You might have to move into, you know, smaller, you know, living areas or not, you know, buy those, you know, clothes or bags or whatever it is. So so you have to be willing to compromise. But as long as you're doing it for a cause that you believe in, then, you know, then it doesn't become that hard. So compromise, do we want to call it compromise? I'm, I'm thinking you're doing it because you're creating something greater good. And just like you said, you're, you know, your children are proud of you. They see this role model entrepreneur that is really doing something great. 
So you give them a lot more than that vacation. Yeah. Maybe not compromise. The thing is, but I want it all. <laughs> See, I want it all. <laughs> but, you know, that's um, always my motto. You can have it all, but maybe not at all the times in your life. Exactly. And that's also another thing that I tell myself that I do want it all, uh, but not right now. No. Like, you can't have it all right now. We anyway um, don't have enough yeah. time, right? <laughs> So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, no, but uh, that's yeah. a really good. I, I see what you mean, and I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, and 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 linked to that is that uh, I mean, you, you just have to be, you know, like patient and persistent and just, you mm. know, just keep going because you know, ups and downs, but you just, you know, be resilient and don't give up. Now, the final thing that I want to say is also that you need to be able to let go, and this was also very hard for me in the beginning because you know, I'm so so used to doing everything myself mm -hmm. and uh, I remember um, when I hired our, our first video editor and I told him I said okay I'm gonna hire you now to do this but remember I want to be able to do everything that you do so <laughs> I'm gonna sit down next to you well I thought I mean I thought this is a major risk like if he you know if he goes on holiday or something and I need something I won't be able to do it yeah. so I sat down yeah. <laughs> after five minutes of watching him work I'm like uh, no. <laughs> Why don't you do that? And I'll just... So you're doing this pretty well. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, you know, that was a great learning experience. And now I've, you know, I have these amazing people around me that do things I didn't even know existed. Like you didn't even know you could do these things. <laughs> no. And uh, that's, uh, that's really great. And also not just, you know, hiring people, but outsourcing things, you know. Yeah. Whatever, even if it's, you know, anything from bookkeeping or whatever it is, just just find other people. And I, I know you talked about this in another podcast as well is, is, you know, find other people to do things that you are necessarily not great at. Yeah, I think that's a key learning. And that's also one of the advantages of today's society that we can do it in a much easier format than than before, actually. Thank you so much for sharing those uh, five advices. And there was one topic uh, also I'd like to sort of explore with you a little bit. So you've been living in uh, Dubai now for, for how long is it? So almost 12 years. 12 years. Yeah. Wow. Mm. And so I'm thinking you're working in an industry that is quite male dominated and you're working in an country that is also quite male dominated in the business side how is that as a female business owner what are your thoughts on that and experiences well I, I get this question a lot of course a lot of people are you know interested to hear about what it's like yeah and uh, first of all I always say that we live in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates uh, it's a Muslim country but it's very uh, western um, you know people speak English here uh, as a business language and uh, you know women do not have to be covered up so from that perspective it's very you know much like working anywhere else in, in the US or, or in Europe it's it's even no. more international in a sense, right? It's very international. Yeah. You have people from all over the world, really. It's much more international. So so I kind of just, you know, I, I always say that. But then I must say that um, here 
it's much more about relationship building in terms of, of doing business. Um, you also have a very different kind of sense of, you know, first nothing, nothing happens. And then all of a sudden they want to do everything yesterday. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, I don't think that it has anything to do with, you know, being male or female. It's just a different, you know, business environment and a different business culture. And I do have to say that I haven't felt it, you know, being negative at all, uh, you know, being a, a female in the tech industry in the Middle East or, or anywhere you know, in mm -hmm. the world in general. Yeah, I, I see it as, as a benefit. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. My, my other daughter, she was telling me the other day that it was, you know, the kind of discussion going around in their class was that, well, hey, girls cannot do programming. That's something like guys do, right? So yeah. that kind of got her so upset that now she's taking this online programming course, you know, because she was kind of triggered by that. And I think it's so interesting that already at that age, I mean, well, they're in high school now, so they're quite old, but they have that illusion what's a female and male career. Don't you think? Yeah. Good on her. Yeah. See, again, you know, you get upset, you get a bit frustrated, and that triggers you to go do something. Yeah, yeah, true. So, yeah, absolutely. Good on her. Yeah. <laughs> But so that's good. And I think also that's a very good approach in general in life. You know, you say like, well, that's a great advantage for me. I'm here amongst all these men and I've just more seen it like a positive rather than anything negative. And I think, of course, it's based on your experience, but I also think with the glasses, you look at the world, you also shape it, you know? Yeah, and I think also you need to kind of pick... I mean, definitely, you know, look at the positive side. And I mean, of course, there are, you know, uh, markets um, where our product being, you know, very like based on me as a female does not work. But then you just have to, you know, you just look at the positive sides and look at, you know, where it does work yeah. instead. Yeah. Yeah. Basically the rest of the world, which is a good thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So Ulrike, this has been so nice to hear your story and, and hear about your company i think it's a really brilliant idea we'll share the link as well if anyone is interested to to learn more about that well actually sorry to interrupt what what i wanted to say is that what my company does is really to help people become more productive by using technology more effectively and i think this is something for for females and mothers and daughters and sisters and you know whoever this can really help in your life. Yeah. So I would like to work with you, uh, Victoria and Josephine, to see how we can make Storials available for your female network in Ruse and Shine. Oh, that's uh, so cool. I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this can help, you know, and, and again, going back to, you know, having, you know, support, uh, supporting each other and helping each other out. So uh, let's take this topic uh, offline and, and see how we can make it available to the network. Most definitely. And that's such a brilliant idea. And yeah, excellent. So hang on for that, everyone. But before we, we go and close the episode, Ulrika, something that we think uh, female professional women across the globe could benefit from and the idea of actually as women amplifying each other and building on each other and the power of giving a boost, everything like that. Do you have any thoughts on that, Ulrika? Well, you know, I kind of link it back to technology because I feel a lot of women are a bit afraid 
of technology mm-hmm. and uh, that they see that also as, as a limitation, especially if they've been, you know, on maternity leave or if they've been, you know, in a job that hasn't really used technology a lot and that they, you know, feel that they get scared. So again, a boost, I think, is learning something new. Mm. Um, so uh, learning something new uh, that you can use as a work tool uh, really to, you know, um, do the things that you do every day, but, you know, better. So in a sense, your entire organization and business idea is about giving women and men who are interested in a boost. Yes. Really? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what a perfect ending. (laughs) All right. So uh, thank you so much, Ulrika, for participating today. Thank you for having me. I really, really enjoyed it. And everyone who listened, thank you so much. And please let us have your comments, thoughts, ideas and reflections on female and entrepreneurship. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.